Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Husker fans. Welcome to episode 257 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Mike Harvat. And I'm Justin Swanson. In today's episode, we react to the loss to Iowa and look ahead to next year. You can find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter by following at huskerpod or email us at huskerpod at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website for their latest deals at cnbuffalo.com. Also brought to you by Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Looking to buy or sell a home in Lincoln or know somebody who is? Reach out to Monty at 402-770-3356. Happy birthday, Justin. Hey. Were you uh, wondering when I might acknowledge it? <laughs> I, was, uh, I was wondering. Yeah, we've been, on, we've been on the Zoom call here for a little bit. I've been saving it all day. I you was had. like, I'm going to say nothing until we hit record. <laughs> I almost said something. I was like, no, don't. You don't, don't want to be that don't guy. Don't be that guy. I respect that. Don't bring that. it up. I respect that. I would do the same. So how's it uh, How's it feel catching up to me? <laughs> we are the same age again. Mm-hmm. Now, feels fine. <laughs> you know, I think I at, at our age, now we can actually say, like, that's a, that's a good thing. That's a positive if you're like, I'm doing okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I... It wasn't the year that aged me so much as the last three months, really. Mm. Kind of made me feel feel the years in my bones. And you are referring specifically to Nebraska football? Indeed. Yeah. That is that is it. So I was talking to you before this uh, episode began. Um, I've been so over this season. <laughs> yeah. I was not joking the other day. I tweeted out like, well, at least now this nightmare is over. On to next year. Um what an absolute train wreck just uh I am flummoxed by how bad this season went. Mm-hmm. Um I I cannot describe like th- there were several times this season where I was convinced this is it. We're gonna win this game. Yeah, like every game. And it didn't I mean, this last game of the season is the perfect microcosm of the season as a whole. Um, I just cannot believe how this team just utterly imploded. What what was the score going into the fourth quarter? Holy cow. 21 to 6? 21 to 9 going into the fourth quarter. They scored 19 points in the fourth quarter. And they scored, they only they scored twenty eight points, but they only actually scored one offensive touchdown. I mean, the rest is field goals, a blocked punt, return for a touchdown, and a safety. Yeah. So Insane. I mean, they did they did what they do. We held it off. We held them off, and then we did what we do, and they did what they do, mm-hmm. and here we are. It's um, 
after we scored the third touchdown to go up, I think, 21 to six, my first thought was, hey, let's onside kick it. Let's. Yeah, I saw. Let's just keep, keep going. Keep driving because you knew 21 wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. Um, You, you felt, I think we all did like, you know, this could turn, this could turn real quick. And there were so many moments. They scored three field goals before every field goal, before each of those three field goals, there was a, a nearly intercepted pass on third down that, that was dropped. So the defense played really well for the most time of the game, but they, they just didn't get those crucial, those crucial turnovers. Yeah, they did get that fumble. They did get the fumble, which uh, you know that was one of those things where in the moment I was like, "Oh, finally, this is something." I like, when's the last time we had a fumble recovery? I I don't know if we had many. We have had very any. few. Yeah, earlier in the season, but th- that felt like it was a long time coming, and I was hoping that that was a sign of good things to come. I mean, we did get points off of that. Um, we did. We went like ninety yards yeah. off of that. For, for a touchdown. But really, just, really felt like things were rolling for us at that point. Yeah. It's, it, it really, I know last week we were kind of joking around about the whole Groundhog Day thing, but like now it's not funny anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it kind of wasn't funny then. Well, but yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, I just, wow. <laughs> I, I know this is a deep poll here, but uh, in the movie, um, The Man Who Knew Too Little starring Bill mm. Murray. Uh, mm. his, his brother is describing he earned the, uh, the lead role in his high school play, and everything went so well. And then on opening night, he just kind of trails off, and he goes, I've just never seen somebody forget so much in such sort of time. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, and the Huskers feel that way to me this year. Um, just, like, such potential... Like, all the pieces are there to win these games, and then it's just like a balloon deflating. Yeah, really quickly this week. Mm. You know, it's we talked over the years about how we just we just didn't want to get embarrassed. And, you know, no more blowout losses. Well, what do you know? We didn't... We did not get embarrassed all year. No blowout losses. But yet... <laughs> uh, yeah... I I'm I'm really glad that we're changing directions with the offensive with an offensive coordinator because this this play calling felt very Scott Frost where you have an aggressive first half, a dominant first half, and then a little bit of that to start the second, but then his his fear starts to creep in and you know Yant ran well in the first half. I don't think we saw him once in the second half. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of effective triple option work. No more in the second half. I don't know if if he just becomes risk adverse as the end draws nigh, or um, or if it's a panic deal. But he really loses his edge. He really does want to go. His his style of how he wants to win is he wants to run up the score. And then when he's doing that, it works. But it's, this is the Big Ten. There's going to be a counterpunch. Yeah. And he just can't withstand the counterpunch. And. I, I don't know if I tweeted this or if I talked about you with it, but we have a really good three-quarter Big Ten football team. Like we can really be competitive, but we just can't finish. So I, I'm ex- I feel like 
having someone different in to call the place who's got some experience, a track record. I don't know who that is, but just someone else who hopefully can blend really well with Scott. And, you know, Scott can say, you know, I've got some ideas. And the offensive coordinator can be like, okay, cool, let's hear him. No, we're going to use this. We're not going to use that. That could be really good. And then I'll, I'll just join you here on the, officially. Like, let's let's get a special teams coordinator. <laughs> let's get someone who's, who's dedicated to that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, let's just do it. Let's just do it and um, stop screwing around. You know what team has a special teams coordinator? Iowa. The the team that blocked a punt for six points against Nebraska this week. You know, we've got to be the best 3-9 and nine team, and they've got to be the worst 10-2 team. <laughs> How the heck are they 10-2? It's it's really a mirror image or like a bizarro, <laughs> a bizarro image of an inverted Nebraska. You know, like... Weak, we're explosive offensively and solid defensively and no special teams. They're crummy as all get out offensively, solid defense and exceptional special teams. And we can't get over this weird hump. And they always get over this weird hump. I just, it's, uh, I, and the funny thing is you, you see some minimal gloating, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not even gloating. You see Iowa fans be happy as they should be. Oh, I saw and, some gloating. It was annoying. Well, sure. Well, yeah. I'll sure, sure. But um, you see them like celebrating like crazy in the locker room, and I just thought I feel like they're celebrating like we might if we won right. our fourth game <laughs> or if you know we ended this losing streak. They just seem way too happy about that. I don't get it. Maybe I've forgotten what it means to win, but I just have a hard time connecting. I can't even. I feel like I can't even be upset with Iowa because I'm so fixated on this disaster that mm. I of my own team. There's no bandwidth to be like you jerks, you <laughs> you know. It's just yeah. like we got. Yeah, it's interesting you should say that because I kind of, for the first time in a long time, maybe ever, I, I'm just looking at some of the storylines that have played out in college football this year, and I'm jealous. Like, I'm <laughs> envious of other teams. You see, I mean, look at Michigan beating Ohio State yesterday and, and what that meant to them. Um, and even, you know, Iowa getting to celebrate uh, Minnesota beating Wisconsin. And then you, you see the, the way that that played out with everybody rushing the field and then they played jump around on the field for <laughs> the Minnesota fans to kind of rub it in their noses. Like it's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it, for me, it was just this, this moment where I kind of realized we haven't had anything like that in so, so long. I was trying to yeah. think back. I, I can say, I think the last time we had anything even remotely close to that, year one of Riley, the uh, the Brandon Riley catch against Michigan State. Michigan State. And, and mm. that wasn't even an important game. <laughs> that was just right. a game where it's like, we finally won a game, right? Like, I, it's it. So, I mean, that, that takes me back to maybe the last thing you can really point to where just – just, you know, Husker fans had a reason to just go wild about something. The Wester catch? I mean, we're talking about like one or two things in the last decade, man. It has been rough to be a Husker fan. Yeah. Oh, uh, we've, we've mentioned this the last few weeks. I'm so impressed that the kids kept fighting. Mm. That, they, uh, that they allowed 
for all these close games, it'd been real easy to not show up for a month now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, gosh, I mean, I'm thinking about myself right now. I feel like, I feel like I've been phoning the <laughs> podcast in at some level and, uh, you know, and I, it's not my life. I mean, these guys eat, sleep and breathe it. So maybe mm-hmm. that's why I don't, I, I'm just so impressed with them that they're still fighting. It'll be really interesting to see if anybody stays. It's, so much depends on who this next um, offensive coordinator will be. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I, 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 think, I don't know if yeah. I don't know if we see more of Logan Smothers. I, yeah, who knows? Wow, who knows? You know, you bring in a a more traditional Big Ten offense. I don't know if he fits that. Hmm. I, you know, all that said, I thought Logan Smothers did fine. <laughs> I thought he was great. Yeah, he was great. He kept us in yeah, that they, game. They did a really good job, I think, of not putting him in risky situations. Um, it was kind of frustrating, but, you know, all those sideline passes were, were really safe passes. And, you know, the one time you can think of a maybe a not a safe pass where it's like, you know, if it if the wide receiver misses, it's just going out of bounds. That's, that's what's happening when you're passing the boundary like, like that was the last the last offensive play of the game for Nebraska. Yeah. He chucks it downfield uh, trying to be aggressive there with – not very much time to go and you know it's kind of like how the ohio state clemson playoff game ended a few years ago the wide receiver goes right and the pass goes left and that's all she wrote yep um, but for the they did a really good job of of using him he's 16 to 22 for 198 yards and nine nine yard average uh no no touchdowns but that one interception and then 24 carries for 64 yards and two touchdowns a pretty good day yeah for the freshman or whatever Absolutely. he is is yeah, he listed man. as a freshman what's that I, th- I think so yeah yeah but yeah you know for for all of the the moaning i have uh <laughs> inflicted upon you and our listeners for the last 10 minutes um i do believe it is worth pointing out you know all the frustration all the just uh all of the desperation we feel I don't feel frustrated or upset about about the players. You know that that's the thing is they. This has been a team that I have loved the most versus how well they've performed. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. this team. I mean, they had so much heart. You saw. I mean, you, you saw those kids going out and doing those post game interviews and saying we're not going to give up and then the next week you you see the proof they didn't give up they kept fighting mm-hmm. they kept grinding um so for me that is promising in terms of you know hopefully they can build on that with some new wrinkles next year um but yeah you know there are times where you're so frustrated and you want to like you know we we probably would never <laughs> <laughs> single anybody out on this podcast but i mean like there you know there's been times over the years where certain players have made you want to pull your hair out i don't feel that way about this team um so yeah yeah it, it uh they're good kids the paradox it's a conundrum it's not, it's not a perfect paradox though mm, i wouldn't go that far yeah uh man Iowa's starting quarterback in the first half was six of fourteen for seventy six yards. That's a it was a, a nineteen point five QBR. I don't really know how QBR is calculated, but neither do Spencer I. Spencer Petrus came in the second half. It was a little bit more accurate. It was seven of thirteen for one hundred and two yards. 
So they combined for 13 to 27. Just poor. Mm-hmm. Just poor. Mm-hmm. Good. And I'll tell you what. I feel like this game did not need to be as close as it was in the first half because every time they handed off to Goodson, he gained about 10 yards. Oh, my gosh, yes. I do not know what little Ference is doing over there on the sideline. I mean... Even late in the game, I, there were some calls they were making offensively where I was just like, "What? what is this team doing? <laughs> like, what's the offensive game plan? For as much as we tried to collapse, like, they did try really hard to keep it... <laughs> to give us that cushion up front. I did I did not understand it. And I, I know I've seen just on, on social media and in articles that Iwegians are frustrated with him, so I don't that's a pretty bad offense. Yeah. They could they could do better. Um yeah, they could do better. <laughs> well to close out our season with the Runza reaction line, we did receive a number of phone calls this week. Um, we're just going to play a couple of them right now, and we'll actually include a few more at the end of the episode just because, you know, this is the last chance that people have an opportunity to sound off on the game and the season as a whole. So, um, for now though, we're going to hear first from Ben. Hey guys, it's Ben from Iowa. Uh, well, that was pretty disappointing, especially that fourth quarter. Um, I think we can all agree that Mike was right. We definitely need a special teams coordinator, a dedicated special teams coordinator, for sure. Uh, I really hoped we'd see some scheming for multiple quarterbacks um, since this was Logan's mother's first start ever. Um, seemed like that would have been a, a better call, but as I thought about that a little bit, I thought, you know what? I, I probably don't know better than the guys that get paid millions of dollars to do this job, but they probably need to uh, do a little bit better job if we're going to keep paying them that amount. So I don't really have a lot of uh, fully thought-out thoughts for you guys, but wanted to call in and uh, say thanks for doing the podcast. And uh, I'm uh, looking forward to an off-season and hoping these guys that we pay a whole bunch of money figure out what they're doing and what it takes to put together a team that can play four quarters of football every week. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Thanks, Ben, for the call. Yeah, appreciate you kind of unconsciously echoing the conversation we just had about how this team is so competitive for so much of the game, but the fourth quarter, even sometimes it's just like the last half of the fourth quarter, they just crumble. They just crumble. And, uh, you know, if the games that we were playing weren't so tight, some of these errors might not be so bad, but when you're playing a tight game and every every play is significant, one big run at the end, all of a sudden it's like, oh, they always give up the home run hit. Um, so anyway, the, I feel like all that to say, it feels like the mistakes at the end of the game have been magnified because all the games have been close. <sighs> but yeah, let's uh, let's get these guys who are getting paid a lot. Um, let's let's get some. Let's get a little bit more out of them next year. <laughs> right. It's making me think there were a couple of stats that were getting passed around on Twitter this weekend. Um, and, you know, I don't know the specifics off the top of my head, but one was all of the points that we left on the board because of special teams, which mm. was horrendous. Um, and then there, there was also that one, uh, our our point differential or whatever you want to call it for our uh, yep. win, our, our single win versus our losses in the Big Ten was a net zero. <laughs> Because we we pounded 
Northwestern so hard into the ground, and then the rest of the games were so close mm-hmm. that our our eight other losses or seven other losses or whatever it was. Um, or wait, was it the whole season or just the Big Ten? Now I'm in the Big Ten. Yeah. We were even yeah. on points. Yeah, and it's for the insane when you factor in the Oklahoma and Buffalo and Fordham, we were we scored more points than had scored on us. <sighs> what a bizarre. Just backward season. Uh, okay. Anyway, hey, uh, here is our call from German Matt. You can probably guess where he's from, but I'm still not telling people where the calls are coming from, as I mentioned earlier in this season. So here's German Matt. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Matt from Germany. Uh, very interesting season. First team in NCAA history to lose nine games by less than 10 points. Wow. Um, listened to the entire Iowa game. Still thought they had, they, they could have won that game. Didn't, even for the block punt, did not feel, it was, it was a very interesting feeling, did not feel that uh, the momentum had, had truly shifted away from the Cornhuskers. Still felt that it was in their hands. Um, even though they lost, surprisingly enough, uh, I liked the way they fought. I liked the way they tried. Um, it was, a actually, uh, you know, dare I say, and I realize this is heresy, but, um, it was, uh, it was an enjoyable game. I wrote to you guys a lot, uh, when Frost was first hired that I thought they had, they had hired Frost too soon after his time with, uh, Central Florida because I wanted to see how he was going to react in the face of adversity. After going two seasons at uh, Central Florida where he went six and seven, one season, 12 and all in the next season, I wanted to see him go through some adversity and see how he would react. I did not mean for him to go through it <laughs> at the University of Nebraska. Did not want to see that at all. Uh, and as I wrote to you guys many times earlier, uh, yes, again, heretic. I am a fan of Mike Riley. Mike Riley did not destroy the program. Mike, I wanted to see Riley uh, recruit for about seven years and really fill the cabinets with some really talented players. And then after, I wanted to see Frost come in and be the head coach. Well, none of that happened, of course. And now next season, Frost is coaching for his life, at least. Uh, coaching as a head coach at the University of Nebraska. It's going to be, next season's going to be very, very interesting. I do not expect any depth to be developed next year, as he was probably going to be playing around 40 to 45 players a game. Um, to He's going to be coaching for wins, not for developing players. I am uh, a Scott Frost supporter, and... Do I think he can get the job done? We will see. We will see. Uh, I'm not going to throw him under the bus. Um, I'm not going to say he should be fired. Um, as long as he's the head coach, I will be a supporter. I am a supporter of him. Um, and if Trev Alberts decides that he's not to be the head coach at the end of next season, then I will support whoever it is that Alberts brings in. If Albert says that, no, he is the head coach after next season, then I'm, I will support Frost. 
just that simple. Um, but, uh, yeah, year five, this is the make or break year for him. So best of luck to you, Mr. Coach Frost and, uh, go big, go big red and also go with Jesus, Mary and St. Joseph. Have a great one, guys. Really enjoyed your podcast this entire season, even though they weren't as joyful and happy as we wanted them to be. Anyway, y'all have yourself a fantastic day and an incredible uh, week, and enjoy the Christmas season. Bye. Thanks for the call, Matt. Um, always appreciate your insight. Uh, Matt interacts with us pretty frequently on Facebook, and... Um, you know, I think this might be the one time he's called in this year, so kind of saving saving his uh, opportunity to weigh in to the end here. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I I trust Trev Alberts, despite some weird misgivings that people had about him uh, upon his hiring. Um, and I I don't necessarily want to speak for Justin, but I think I think it's safe to say that here on the podcast we are on board for year five of frost um but at the same time i also agree that it's a make or break season we better see something this next year or um trevor alberts might be making a decision that we um that we know is going to come if things don't change so yeah and we could spend some time maybe in the off season talking about what that might be <laughs> just what me- maybe not yeah th- there's unknown metrics for for uh frost but we can come up with what are our, what are our metrics as fans going to be i think that that's a fair conversation to have sure yeah so as we said a few moments ago um those are our two calls that we're going to share for now on this episode um, we do want to give a, a shout out to our friend bizarro max um our what would you call him benevolent iowa fan um the guy who's friend of the program yeah friend of the program you know he's from iowa he's an iowa guy roots for iowa but he's pretty sympathetic maybe that's the 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 word to use to describe him he's he's what you would hope for (laughs) for uh a a fellow rival who's kind of like hey you know what i i kind of i appreciate you guys i i get that we're we're neighbors we don't need to fight, you know, just because we root for different teams. But Why can't we be friends? Why <laughs> right. can't we be friends? But uh, unfortunately, his uh, his recording was corrupted, uh, just probably due to <laughs> By the... By the force. No, I was going to say... By the dark side. <laughs> cell phone signal, but yeah, the force, perhaps. The, the midi- too many midichlorians in the uh, oh, cell tower. Midichlorians were off the scale. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we'll have a couple more calls at the end so you can can listen to those folks. Thank you to everybody who called in, not just this week, but uh, throughout the season. Um, this year we definitely saw an uptick in uh, just interaction, participation with the Runs Reaction Line, so we appreciate all of you who called in. I know we didn't play every voicemail every week, but um, uh, it means a lot to us that you take the time to sound off and uh, want to do our best to, to honor that and incorporate um everybody at some point so thank you well and it's just i think a little extra remarkable considering how poor the season has Mm. been Mm. i mean traditionally you and i've been doing this for a while now and i think we've probably even remarked to this effect but there comes a point in most every season where things take a turn and you know that you know it's maybe not going to be a championship season or you know it's not going to be 
what you had hoped. And there's usually a loss that where people just kind of turn their backs on Nebraska. Yeah, you see are, the graph of the podcast download numbers start to <laughs> wane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, and the, so then the calls might dip. But yeah, people have just kept calling. So had a few uh, a few friends calling a, a couple times. So uh, that's fun too. Um, appreciate the repeat callers and the yeah. The friendships built through the runs of reaction line. It's been Aww. fun. Honestly, it's like it's a it's a reason to do the podcast. Frankly, yeah. when when it's uh, it's like I don't want to talk to you, Mike. I mean, I like you, but I'm exhausted <laughs> by this. You know, you know what they say, Justin. I don't. What do you? What do they say? Runza makes everything better. Oh, they do say that. That's right. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Shall I, th- uh, these aren't the final SP Plus numbers, but if you'd like, I can share with you the final regular season SP sure, Plus yeah, numbers yeah, for Nebraska. Yeah, those are bound to change once all the data gets processed. But for us, for now, yeah. Yeah, we can no longer contribute to the data. But So here's our contribution. Ends with us uh, overall 35, uh, 38, excuse me, dropping five spots from last week. 34 for offense, dropping four spots. 28 for defense, dropping six spots out of the top 25. And we end the season with 127 for special teams, which is where we were last week. So we never did hit the lowest of the lows. I don't know what – I can't imagine how bad you'd have to be to be worse than us. But I think that's maybe where where I've finally come around to the special teams coach – special teams coordinator idea is just this it's I, I and we talked about this a week or two ago it's almost like a running joke but it's not funny where we've been at the bottom for the whole time scott frost has been here mm-hmm. we've been at the bottom we've started out higher sometimes but we've always just floated at the bottom or sunk rather so uh dawson probably had them more organized this year but wasn't good enough yep was not good enough at all. Not even close. When you lose, when all of your losses are by one possession, except for the one game where they tacked on a field goal at the end, so it wasn't quite one possession. Special teams made the difference, my friend. <laughs> oh yes, they did. Yep. Figure it out. Well, they got extra time. Yeah, it's a. It's like the normal amount of time at this point. That's true. I saw Sean Callahan tweeted that Oklahoma was getting the. Uh, Nebraska leaving the Big 12 treatment mm. in terms of penalties, and then they were down. So I was like, okay, I'll watch. <laughs> so Mandy and I watched the end of that, and uh, that was fun. And now today, Lincoln Riley's bailing on them. Yeah. That's crazy, wow. man. Like, they were in it for in terms of, like, playoff chats until yesterday, and then it all crumbled. Yeah. I, by the time we talked to Oklahoma – folks this next summer it'll be oh yeah it's just a totally different paradigm because we play them again mm-hmm. i mean last time we talked to them they were a big 12 dominant team <laughs> <laughs> and they give us grief for going to big 10 for the money i yeah i just i understand that the big 12 is crumbling and and it was probably an economic smart choice but you know, they, their lifeblood's recruiting in Texas. Ever since Texas A&M joined the SEC, I think SEC has made major inroads to Texas. And now with Texas and Oklahoma, I mean, they're they're not leaving their fertile recruiting grounds like we are, 
but the raiding parties are a coming, you know? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. they're already there. The enemy's at the doorstep, and now they're just going to overrun it. So it it won't be apples to apples like us, but... <laughs> Meanwhile, I had a, a friend who's an Iowa State fan <laughs> yesterday. She was... Uh, she was like, yeah, how's the Big Ten treating you? And now Oklahoma's doing the same thing. Screw those guys. <laughs> it's like, whoa. <laughs> you, uh, big, you, the Big 12 remnant is salty. <laughs> yeah. The big whatever's left. Which, I mean, understandably so, especially regarding Texas. Because, I mean, that's like a decade ago, Texas, they, I mean, they got to have their cake and eat it too with that conference. And now they're bailing on the conference that essentially they took over. It's mm-hmm. dumb. Mm-hmm. That's dumb. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. What a world, man. Yeah. Well, Justin, I uh, my birthday wish for you is for you to enjoy this week um, free of the dread of a game coming up on Saturday, which may or may not be detrimental to your heart health, um, <laughs> since we're both getting a little bit older need to be <laughs> mindful of that. Um, <laughs> no, but for real, man, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. Um, our family, actually, we did ours on Friday, Black Friday, because um, uh, my sister and, you know, they, they did their did their Thanksgiving with uh, my brother-in-law's side of the family on Thursday, and so we decided to wait until Friday for it. So Sure. Watch some nice. Husker football. Um Ate some turkey, ended up uh, watching both episodes of Hawkeye, which is great. I don't know oh, yeah? why people are complaining about that show, but for me so far, I like it more than any of the Marvel Disney Plus shows so far, so I like it. That's great. Yeah. I mean, about time with your family, and not, not necessarily well, about Hawkeye. Both. I mean, that's great, too. <laughs> sure. Whatever. It's all good. Um, How about you? Uh, yeah, it was good. Went... Uh, our son had a little bit of a bug on uh, on Thursday, bummer. so yeah, wife and I spent alternating times in the car with him while everybody else was inside. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, some good times with family, and uh, again, then on Friday, got some got some long overdue yard work done. Nice, a project or two. Yeah. Um, and then Saturday was over in Iowa with my uh, Iowa family, which was really fun. I, I think it had been two years since I'd seen a lot of them. Hmm. So that was great. Really fun. And then, uh, yeah, put up the Christmas decorations inside and outside today. Oh, wow. Okay, you're on it, man. First day yeah, of Advent. Charging into it. Mm-hmm. No holds barred. So, <laughs> yeah, good, good, good holiday. Right on. Well, dear listener, I think, uh, think we're there, as I tend to say. <laughs> Not much left to say. <laughs> Depending on when you hear from us again, in case we need to share it now, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Go Big Red. Happy Easter. Happy Fourth of <laughs> July. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But uh, yeah. again, just to reiterate, uh, thank you so much, everybody, for your support and uh Sticking with us the way that we've all stuck with the Huskers throughout this year. We appreciate you. And, uh, you know, one one more special shout-out to, speaking of sp- sticking with us, to our sponsors, mm-hmm. to Central Nebraska Buffalo and Monty Rohde. Uh, 
appreciate you guys for sticking with us through some tough tough years here multiple years it's uh we appreciate the partnership and hope to hope to have uh more happy episodes in the future it's almost like husker nation sticks together in all kinds of weather hmm hey justin yeah you want to send us off go big red Mike. go big red Husker Football Fan Podcast is an unofficial, non-commercial podcast and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this podcast belong solely to the individuals expressing them. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with the Nebraska Cornhuskers or the University of Nebraska. Guys, Brandon from KC, uh, although in southern Indiana uh, today, um, I don't even know where to begin. Um, man, you know, you think you've seen it all, and then you watch another game of this 2021 season, a year where the team's point differential for the conference season is even, and they have finished 1-8. and eight. Uh, in conference and three and three and nine overall, um, the worst Nebraska season record-wise of my life and of probably most of your listeners' lives. And I don't know where to go. Um, you know, it would seem like a great game plan to start, and it was a game plan that was held together by hope and bailing wire, and the bailing wire gave uh, just. That fourth quarter will stick with me for nine months until we get to watch football again. Um, yeah, yeah, not not really much. I, you know, I wish I could give, like, some, oh, it was just here, it was just there. It's, you know what? Iowa, Iowa's the game. And we weren't ready to do it. We didn't do it the way we should have. We ran a bunch of stupid plays. And, honestly, the difference was a safety. If we don't get cold on that safety, I think we're still there. I think we're still there, and I think we're probably going home with a win. And instead, it's another loss to Iowa. Another year I'm going to have to deal with this crap of never beating Iowa. Another year of looking at coworkers that are Iowa fans that are going to talk crap to me again and again because we can't get over, because we can't get out of our way. There's no feet. I mean, we've shot all of our toes off. We've shot half of our foot off. We're probably losing part of a leg at this point. This is ridiculous. And I don't know how Frost fixes it. Unless he brings in a slam dunk offensive coordinator, we're going to be sitting in the same dang place next Black Friday. And it breaks my heart because I can't keep doing this to myself, my family, or anybody else that cares about me that has to deal with me after these kind of losses. So, anyway, that's where I'm at. Um, Yeah, we'll leave it there. We'll talk to you guys in the offseason. Go Big Red. Hey, guys. Uh, Bizarro Max on Twitter. I will try to be as brief as possible for multiple reasons. One, first of all, uh, better days are ahead. I, I firmly believe that since Frost got there. I've been watching Bracker probably the most of any I see at least from the outside study. I really feel like next year, I thought this year was the year they turned the corner, but the schedule was really set up well. 
Next year, I think you can expect, at a minimum, a bowl bid, and I don't think, like, 10-3, 10-2 is out of the question. Uh, today's game, boy, uh, boy did Frost have a game. That offensive game plan was uh, flawless. For three and a half quarter, I'm not – the only thing that didn't start off with the nation never done anything like this before and they'll probably lose a lot of money and never do anything like this again. I never expected to see you again. I'm like a bad penny. I always turn. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! Chicken parm, you taste so good. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. We are the hollow men. We are the stuffed men leaning together, headpiece filled with straw. I'm not dead. My flesh! It burns! I used to do aerobics till I dropped. Then I found... Yeah, oh yeah! So you're telling me there's a chance. Go, Big Red! 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 Go, Big Red!